0: From Relay FM, it's time for analog. This is episode twenty four. Today's show is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a ten day free trial, visit lynda.com slash analog. My name is Mike Hurley and I am, as always, joined by Mr. Casey Liss. Hello, Casey Liss. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I am very good. I'm always happy to talk to you, Casey. Always happy to talk to you. Ah, uh, likewise. I I feel like I mentioned this on a on upgrade, but I'm, gonna, I'm I'm now getting a little bit more concerned, and and I had a good listener contact me about it. I feel like I'm 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 losing my voice a little bit at the moment because I've been I've been doing uh over the past maybe week or so a lot more recording than usual, and I think it's starting to take a toll on my voice. And somebody sent me in uh, a recommendation to start thinking about like voice uh, warm ups or what do they call them, like vocal exercises. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should do that. You've seen Anchor Man, right?
1: Yes, but not in a while.
0: Okay, like because he does all the, the vocal exercises at the start of the yeah, show. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Movie, which are really funny. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy those. Yep, as well. yep.
1: Yeah, you could you could mimic those. Um you, you need to worry about your moneymaker though, because that is your moneymaker now.
0: That is it. That is the problem because it's like <laughs> I I could end up lo- if I lost my voice then that's it, you know? That is it for me.
1: There was one week on ATP where I had either lost my voice. Oh, no, it was was when the A5S came out. Right around that time, um, I had all but lost my voice. And it just barely worked out that I was able to record either on the, like, beginning of the downswing or the end of the upswing, if that makes sense. And uh, I was stressing out because I thought I wasn't going to be able to record. and. At that point and continued today, um, we had not yet missed a week of ATP, and so I didn't want to be the cause of missing it, and especially I mean, Marco and John are pretty good, and and I are pretty good about dealing with the last second oops, but that was like a that was going to be a really last second oops, and I was stressed out, and that was one show. I can't imagine you who have what do you have thirty four shows now?
0: I think it's six weekly.
1: Because uh, I haven't listened to Inquisitive with you and Renee, but did you do the podcast show number throwdown? We did, and I won. Ah, spoiler alert. Look at you.
0: Yeah, he conceded to me. So I am the winner, I am the champion. (laughs) Uh, And nobody can take that away from me.
1: God save the queen.
0: God save the queen, indeed. (laughs) So last week's episode was kind of like... uh, we're having some latency problems. You're in a different place than usual, and we're having an issue here. We are? Yeah, we are. Are you are you in a different location to where you usually record?
1: No, but I am uh, using different software like we had spoken about before we went live. Would you like me to abandon that?
0: No, it's not that. It's, it's something to do with, with the connection between us.
1: Oh. That's weird there's no different there's nothing different except that it's the middle of the day instead of the end of the day.
0: Okay, well, we'll just carry on. Anyway, sorry. Um so last week's episode was ended up being one that I really enjoyed and and it was a little bit uh it was a little impromptu in the way that it, the way that it ended up going. So I still actually have um some topics and and things that I want to bring up that were meant for last week's episode, but we do actually now also have like follow-up from the, our music, our musical extravaganza <laughs> that we put together last week. So what what would you say, Casey, it was like as a whole, like the follow-up that we received?
1: Really positive. And I wanted to thank as well as congratulate all of our listeners for being the best listeners in the world, because I was expecting to get just piles and piles and piles of hate mail and Oh my God, are you really serious? How could you like Blah? Oh, if you like Blah, you're an idiot. Or, oh, you, no no self-respecting human likes that band, etc. And as it turns out, I got a handful of people saying to me, stop saying that Dave Matthews isn't popular because it is. Not only do I like it, but I know a ton of people who do. I saw a bunch of feedback about the Beach Boys, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, I, I, all of the feedback, I don't think I've, I cannot recall having seen one piece of negative feedback except maybe that the episode was boring and we get that pretty much every episode. <laughs> so that's not really anything new.
0: Welcome to Cast with with Casey and Mike. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was really surprised because it seemed like there are, more, uh, there are more closeted Beach Boys fans than I knew or they're not closeted but people just don't talk about them very much because many, many people mm-hmm. were, were sending me emails and, and tweets to kind of say, oh, you know, I, I love the Beach Boys too and you're not crazy for that. There was lots of people surprised 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 though that i like them being being a brit but i think we kind of addressed that last week it's just a fun thing for me so it sounds out that i'm not that crazy for loving the beach boys after all
1: yeah funny how that is um no but i again i i thank all of the listeners for their really good and respectful feedback and that's really awesome because i was expecting to just get raked across the coals or raked over the coals whatever the phrase is and um and And I don't think either of us were, and that was really awesome and i and we both got some great recommendations of other bands to check out which I haven't had the chance to do um or in a lot of cases the bands that were recommended were bands I was familiar with I just hadn't mentioned them on the show and that's that's good too i I like that kind of feedback so thank you very much to all the listeners for in general for general positive feedback
0: there was one uh massive blunder that I made which I was horrified about um. So uh, do you remember I was talking about Jason Snell uh, recording the, mm-hmm. the Don't Dream It's Over kind of that, that podcast, It Might Get Personal. Mm-hmm. I watched it after mm-hmm. we finished and then came to the realization that for some reason, I, I don't know why I said this, which was, I don't, I, I don't know where this came from about I, the fact that I said that I, I didn't believe that Jason Snell was, was that big of a fan of Crowded House. So he just liked that one song. Crowded mm-hmm. House is Jason's favorite band ever.
1: Oh, well, you might have gotten that a little wrong.
0: Yeah, I got it about as wrong as you could get it. Um, and Jason, and as well, oh, this was one thing that many, many, many people were saying to me that Crowded House, I said they were Australian. And I got lots of feedback um, saying that they were actually from New Zealand. I believe that every single person that sent me that piece of feedback was from New Zealand. However, Jason, <laughs> Jason, with his knowledge, provided some additional follow-up for me on this. Um, saying that many people think that Crowded House are from New Zealand, not Australia. as many It's, it's like a common misconception. But there's a, it, there is a little bit more nuance than that. So Neil Finn, who is the leader of the band, like the front man, he is from New Zealand, so calling him Australian is probably not right. Though the drummer and bassist were from, from Australia, and the keyboard player is American, as is the replacement drummer. So they're kind of a band of the world, everyone. Um, I think it might be safe hmm. to say. So that there you go. Thank you, Jason, for, for the clarification on my many errors uh,
1: about Crowded House. <laughs> All right, and are there any other clarifications that we should cover?
0: Yes. Um, Matt Smith, uh, who is not Doctor Who, uh, contacted me to let me know that it was actually George Michael who played the first Wembley Stadium gig. Uh, I said it was Muse that, that played the first Wembley Stadium gig. I was, again... Whilst incorrect in my resolute statement, was actually partially correct. Um, George Michael was the first musical act to play at Wembley Stadium, but Muse were the first band to play at Wembley Stadium.
1: Hmm. So Fair enough. Go. Well, you were mostly right.
0: I was mostly right. As long as I'm just a little bit right, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I can I can totally live with that. <laughs> a little bit right is enough is enough for me excellent all right what else is going on um and then one one more piece of uh feedback that we got which i quite liked which is from uh uh, angelo fiorentino um he tweeted at us to let to say something that's actually very similar to how i feel um he said i used to listen to a lot of music but podcasts have replaced it it's like an 80 20 split now and i I definitely feel that way i used to listen to a lot more music uh than than i currently do
1: yeah i kind of agree and um I don't know if I like that. And it's a funny thing to say as a podcaster, but there's so many shows that I genuinely want to listen to. And there's, there's shows that I don't listen to that. I wish I had time on a weekly basis or or monthly basis to listen to like hello. Internet is a great example. I, I haven't quite found the time to squeeze that into my normal rotation, not because it's not a good show, but because I'm already kind of at a hundred percent capacity, if that makes sense. And, um, and I kind of miss listening to music, like while I work and in general. And and it's a it's my own choice to listen to podcasts as much as I do, and it's because there's so many darn good podcasts out there. But I kind of wish that there were <laughs> that everyone else st- just stop making good podcasts because I don't have time. So
0: there was uh, there was one of there was one or two relay your feels tweets uh, that I wanted to to address last week that I thought I'd address mm-hmm. today. Um, one comes from a friend of the show, uh, Dan, at Danny Brez, and I'm interested in this, Casey. So um, he asked, since Declan's arrival, have you used David Smith's coffee grinder at all?
1: <laughs> I have not yet. Um, I, there have been a couple of days when I've thought about um, popping something into the <laughs> Keurig. Excuse me. Um, no, there's been a couple of days when I've thought about using my Keurig, and uh, I have not yet succumbed to it. I... I'm trying desperately not to start drinking coffee and not to treat it as a a crutch because I feel like the moment I give in, it's all over. But it's so good, though. Oh, it tastes like garbage. Oh, God, no. Just no. Are you doing fussy coffee every day?
0: Oh, of course. (laughs) Every day. I feel terrible until I have it.
1: See that's what I want to avoid. I don't want to. I do not want that in my life. Do not want. So, what is your wake-up drink then? Uh, well, it depends on what I'm eating for breakfast. If I have a smoothie, which is more days than not, even in the winter, then it's a uh, one banana, a handful of like chopped up frozen strawberries, a handful of uh, frozen blueberries, probably a quarter to a half of a frozen peach and orange juice and protein powder i think oh and a little bit of yogurt and that's usually my breakfast in the morning um on the rare occasions when i don't have one of those fruit smoothies um i will sometimes have cereal um this this is weekday mornings I'm i'm talking about and if i have cereal usually i'll have like a small glass of orange juice um that's about it. And the, and the weekends, I'll sometimes enjoy a hot chocolate in the morning, but that's just because I like the taste of it, and I, and especially when it's cold, I enjoy it. But I don't have anything that I need to consume before I'm functional for the day, other than breakfast in general. Like, if I don't have something to eat, I get very cranky very quickly, but I don't have to have any one particular thing.
0: It's so interesting to me. Like I wonder if maybe you just don't need it, or if everybody else puts themselves in that situation.
1: I think it's probably both, but looking at it from my ignorant point of view as someone who doesn't really need any caffeine in the morning, I I really genuinely believe that it's because most of society just starts doing it occasionally or every great once in a while, and it's a slippery slope from there, and it gets to the point that you can't function without it, and I am so petrified of getting to that point. That's most of the reason that I refuse to drink coffee and why I'm glad that I don't like the taste of it. However, I would like to be able to drink tea. Um, I I don't really care for tea either, but I, I feel like tea is a little more agreeable to me than coffee. I couldn't even really tell you why. But... I know that my mom, for example, at least when when I was a kid, used to have a cup of tea every morning, and she would get like a small headache if she didn't have her tea, because tea has caffeine as well, or, you know, most teas have caffeine as well, and so I'm so scared to get to that point with either tea or coffee that I I avoid either like it's the plague.
0: Is there a chance that you've evolved past the rest of us?
1: (laughs) It is certainly possible, but I, I am strongly suspicious that that's the case.
0: Well, I don't know, man. I'm going to keep my eye on you now. You've, you, you've so got you like, really, some sort of really, superhuman power of some description.
1: You really can't function without a cup of coffee in the morning?
0: So I can function. I just don't function as well. So there's a couple of things. Hmm. like So I will sometimes get a headache if I don't have a coffee in the morning. And the other thing is like... I, I work better after I've had some coffee. I, I, I just work better. I have more energy, so I work better. So I, I kind of structure my day that the things that require uh, the most amount of like, re- not repetitive work, but like concentration work. So that could be like planning a show or like doing invoicing or, you know, some sort of admin task. I try and do those mm-hmm. things in the morning because that's when I'm caffeinated. And like, when I'm caffeinated, all work tasks feel awesome. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's do some work. Uh, Like today, I I just feel good after coffee. So like today, I, I had my cup of coffee. And I can't remember exactly what I was doing at this moment. Like I was I was maybe I was filling filling out some spreadsheets and I was looking at our website and I was looking at my task management app for the day and all of a sudden I had this feeling like I make amazing podcasts. Like I just, (laughs) this feeling just came into my head and I was like, yeah, go me. That's how I feel when I have coffee. Uh, I, I had this feeling of like, I do amazing work and I should be proud of myself. And this is this, these, these sort of feelings, they come to me after coffee because I'm so hyped up
1: well now i really want to drink coffee exactly but... i'm actually considering uh, no.
0: having some after this show's over because i feel i don't know if you can tell i feel a little bit uh, i feel a little bit under the weather and i'm i feel a little bit kind of like uh, feel a little bit tired right now so i usually i only have one cup of coffee a day um but today i, I may break out of that a bit because i i've i'm also concerned that it's going to be a relatively late night for me i have quite quite a I have a few things that I need to work on editing wise, like Rocket, one of our great new shows that's just joined Relay FM. Um, I need, I'm going to be—I'm helping them out of editing at the moment, so I'm going to be editing the second episode of Rocket. So
1: that's awesome. I haven't had a chance to listen to Rocket, but I think it's just such an amazingly g- great idea, and I am genuinely proud that it's part of Relay and that I'm part of Relay, and, and that you guys were able to bring them into the fold.
0: We're one—we're one big happy family around here, Casey. You know, you know that. Yeah,
1: and and not just a bunch of dudes anymore, which is really exciting. I I must
0: say, I am very happy to look at that. Um, look at our hosts page now, uh, and see, not just guys. It, it, yep. I'm very happy that we're able to do it, and I and I think we've got great people on board now. Um, and and it's you know I'm I'm very happy to have ticked that big sort of goal of the year off in January. That 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 makes me feel good.
1: I must say. yeah I, I very much agree with you
0: and but it's not it that's not it we, we still need to do more but this is a great start I, th- I think um and we have we have some great people on board to help us out with that stuff now i have something that i want to talk to you about and it kind of dovetails into a topic that i wanted to bring up last week um but before we do that should we thank
1: our sponsor for this week's episode I would love to talk about someone that's a dear friend of ours.
0: Oh, a very dear friend. Our dear friend, that is lynda.com. You know about these guys. They do fantastic stuff. lynda.com help you challenge yourself. They help you learn new things. They help you advance as a human being. lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business. Whether you're looking to set new financial goals, uh, find a new better work-life balance is something we talk about all the time on the show maybe you want to increase your skills so you can ask your boss for a raise with lynda.com you're going to get unlimited access to thousands of courses on all sorts of topics you'll be able to view them on your desktop on your iphone on your ipad on your android phone as well they have apps for those devices and you'll get access to all of the new courses that they add every single week um with lynda.com, you'll get to see some really interesting courses. There are some great development courses, like something they call Code Clinic, which is an innovative series in which each, uh, each month, lynda.com issues a code challenge and authors share their solutions using a variety of different programming languages. They also have courses on some skills you might want to learn in the workplace, like understanding how to interpret and use body language. I found this kind of stuff to be very useful when I was in a big corporate environment. Um, and leadership training as well to help you when working with teams. Um, I'm going to take a look at some stuff that Lynda.com have about like remote working and things like that. Maybe to try and give me some more tips um, with my new working from home lifestyle. Do something good for yourself this year and sign up for a free 10 day trial to Lynda.com by visiting Lynda.com/analogue. Go ahead, I challenge you to learn something new. Thank you so much to Lynda.com for supporting this show and Relay FM. So there was something that I wanted to talk about. Um, last week, which was around first impressions, um, and but before I do that, kind of there was something that I think meets in with it quite well, which is conferences. Mm-hmm. So the All Conference was was announced uh, this past week. Um, mm-hmm. they, they announced all the speakers and, and such, um, and they have an incredible lineup, and, and it's a conference that I've been to before, and it was one that I didn't think that I was going to be able to make to make this year. Um, But looking at the lineup and a couple of other little bits and bobs that have happened here to me, uh, I am going to be going. to Uh, Michael, (laughs) I'm so angry right now. Uh, Because so last year at all, like I started to think a lot about what, what I wanted to do and what my goals were. Um, and I started to think about you know where do I want the next couple of years to be. So I hadn't like decided oh I'm going to do Relay FM, but it was a time when I actually did start to think a lot about what do I want to do for the next few years. So I hold all as like one of the first places where I started to think about my next moves. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it was it was quite an important conference to me, and I made a lot of really great connections there. Uh, that I, And it made me kind of want to go again because it was such a great environment. So it feels like something that is relatively important, I feel, for me to go to. Um, and the people that are going this year, there's, there's you know, a bunch of people are now friends and a bunch of people are people that I want to meet and, and I haven't got had the chance to, but, but know them. You know, I've spoken to them online and stuff for a while. And the environment that all is in is, is a really nice one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was, there was kind of two bits that I wanted to talk about. So when I went to UL, um previously, I was on my own, and it's the first time i had done something like this. Um, I didn't really have any friends going. Like, I knew people that would be there that I would say I was friendly with, but nobody that I would, like, share a hotel room with, for example. Right, right. Um, And, and when I'd done stuff like this previously, like XOXO and WWDC, like, Matt was there or Stephen was there you know like so there there were people that i would share a room with but i didn't have that um this time like that 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 previous time now this time at all there are people like that i now consider friends like good friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's just like the way that it's changed for me over the last year have you ever gone into an experience like that like a kind of like an unknown in regards to one of these things
1: uh yes although for life me i can't remember what it was um, I've been to uh, the, nothing that big. I will say that, um, I've never been to a conference of that size all by my lonesome. Um, but certainly like take the first year at WWDC, for example, uh, which was 20, my first year, uh, which was 2011. I knew one guy from Richmond, my friend, Jamie, uh, who was going and I knew Marco, but Jamie and I don't work together didn't at the time we did in the past. And he had his own priorities for not only his during conference time and his after conference time. I had my own Marco, obviously at that. Well, even at that point, Marco was a pretty well-known name. I think Instapaper was in it's like second or third year, maybe even more than that. Actually, probably more than that. Now, it doesn't matter. The point is everyone knew Marco. And so that first year in 2011, I tried to hang out with Marco as much as I could, but Um, I was unequivocally that random friend of Marco's that shows up at places that nobody invited him to. And that's, that's tough. And when I wasn't with Marco or Jamie, I oftentimes was kind of just trying to make my own way by myself. Now, with that said, I made some great friends that year. I met, um, Chris Harris, our mutual friend, which I think we brought up a show or two ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I met uh, Adam Swindon, Mateus. uh, I think I met Will Haynes in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. And so these are all people that kind of like what you're saying with UL, the first year you had no idea who they were and they had no idea who you were, but you hang out with these people and suddenly the next year you're really, really stoked. You're both, you know, everyone is stoked to see each other and that's really powerful. But God, it's awful being kind of the only person you know at a conference. And I am, I like to think I'm pretty good at 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 being a con I'm a pretty good conversationalist. Once I get over the icebreaker, I am terrible at the icebreaker. And that's really hard. Because if, if you said to me, hey, Casey, this is my friend Bob, and Bob, this is Casey, I could probably be okay from there if you ran away and went to the bar or something like that. But for me to just walk up to Bob and just be like, Hi, I'm Casey. God, that yeah. oh, I'm not good so with that at all.
0: I can be quiet introverted and like in those scenarios like I have this weird thing in my mind where it's like I don't want to burden people with me right mm-hmm. so like people that I kind of know like I don't want to just go up and like just stand next to them whilst they're having a conversation with their friend and right. so I can be a bit like you know I, I don't really want to bother people and in the same like in the same um, like in the same sort of vein when I when people come up and talk to me like I want to talk to people I really do, but I kind of sometimes can clam up a little bit and don't really know (laughs) what to say. And I am—I'm definitely getting better at that um, because I try and like think to myself, right? You are an interviewer; like, you can ask people questions. Just focus. (laughs) Like, and I—I this is how I think. I'm like, you know how to ask questions? Just ask questions. But then, like, sometimes I can like I could I get I feel like tired, like. After a couple of days of these things, like, I feel like I I use all my extrovert muscles up. So that's why, like, this time I'm happy that there are people that I know I can just hang out with. Right. And I don't need to. I'm not, like, forced to make all new friendships. Mm -hmm. But it's like this real, like, weird scenario. Because it was, well, that was the first time I'd ever been away anywhere on my own. I'd I'd never taken a trip on my own before. Like I had gone, I traveled on my own to places, but I was always meeting people on the other end. Sure. Sure. Like I, 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 this was like, I was going and I was going to get to the airport and I was going to see what happened. Luckily enough, Dave Whiskers had just landed and I was able to meet with him and get like a car to the, to the place, um, which ended up in this funny story of, uh, I was getting on a bus and he sent me a message um, I then jumped off the bus and went to the airport terminal and I was kind of standing at the airport terminal waiting for him and I had a pen and paper and I wrote like whiskers on a piece of paper and was holding it up, but I was in the wrong terminal. <laughs> I, I then had to run to the next terminal when after waiting for 20 minutes I found out that I was in the
1: complete wrong place. I feel like I heard bits and pieces of that story on something. Maybe it was unprofessional yeah, Christmas I think, special.
0: I think, yeah, when, when I was on Unprofessional, I think he told the story, but, um, but like... It's it's just interesting to me, like this, that how like a big bunch of nerds are all trying to get on together. Because so I think we're all kind of similar in this in this way, right? That everyone, not everyone, that's that's maybe too that's unfair to say, but a lot we're, we're there are a big bunch of introverted people, right? Sure. Put into a scenario where like everyone's trying to have fun, but the thing about Ul as compared to other things is it's like you're kind of you're you're in a remote location. So everyone stays in the in the place. Um, like by the way, like if you're thinking about it, if you're um, if you're on the fence about Ool, this is to anybody listening, you should buy tickets. It's because it was it was fantastic, which is why I've kind of like put some things aside to find the money to to go again. Because I I genuinely think it is definitely worth it. Um, sorry, Casey.
1: Mm. so for what for what it's worth for those who aren't uh privy because i don't think I, I don't know if i've said anything about this publicly but um i had heard of um dermot and his friend who, is who else runs well it's paul and dermot paul and someone i'm so sorry oh god i'm such a terrible person
0: well the the all guys and girls is uh dermot paul and sasha
1: yes thank you um so I'd met Dermot at WWDC last year. And interestingly, he was one of the few people that Aaron got to meet. Um, Aaron and I had gone to San Francisco a few days early to hang out and see some sites. And she had to leave the Sunday morning that basically the rest of the conference was getting in, including you, Mike. And so she didn't get to meet most of my like WWDC friends, but she did meet Dermot. And I actually didn't know Dermot at the time. And he's like the nicest guy ever. And so... I've been, I've talked to Dermot on and off over the last almost year now about how much I've, how how many great things I've heard about Ool and how much I want to go. And I do, but the thought of traveling with what will be a five month old, not only to a different country and not only what, like five or six hours time difference, but like you said, from what I've gathered, um, Killarney or wherever it is, is fairly challenging to get to. And it's not like one of those things where I just get on a plane for six hours and then I'm in the middle of London, which is where I'm heading. It's like, get on a plane for six hours, then get on a train for four hours, or get on a plane for six hours, then switch planes, get on a plane for two hours, and then take it. you know, it's,
0: it's, I, I mean, I
1: haven't, I haven't conclusively decided, but I, I don't know if it's a wise choice for Aaron and Declan and I to go, even though, oh my goodness, I want to go so badly.
0: Yeah, it is. um Part of the charm is in where it is, Uh mm-hmm. but putting it where it is makes it difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the thing about it. Like yeah, it's it's harder. It's definitely harder to get to.
1: Yeah. So I mean I, I this isn't a final answer by any means and I think smart money says we're probably not going to go and that means I'm going to like swear myself off the internet. I'm just going to remove myself from the internet with uh, the three or four days, whatever it is, the two days that all is happening. Cause I'm going to be so unbelievably jealous. The same thing happened with the last Singleton, uh, which was in September or October of October this past year. Uh, we couldn't go because it was so close to when Declan may have been born. And I wanted to go to Singleton so badly. Cause I went in 2013 and it was awesome. And I wasn't able to. And as it turns out, because guy English is a horrible human being. Um, and it's it, that and Luke Vandal, um, the, that is the last Singleton ever. And so now I'm glad that I was able to go once, but I will never be able to do it again. And I'm scared that I'm going to miss out on Ool, which again, everyone I've ever spoken to about Ool, that's been, says it's one of the best, if not the best conference ever. So, oh man, I'm so jealous.
0: uh, How do you deal with that? Like when you see everybody uh, at a conference for a few days and everyone's just tweeting about the conference?
1: Oh, I have huge, huge jealousy. And it makes me sad. And- I don't know, maybe that's immature of me, but it makes me sad that I'm not there, that I'm not having fun with these people. And what's really interesting and what's, what wh- uh, what makes it both better and worse is that I can now call a lot of these people my friends. And I'm extremely blessed and lucky for that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it just digs a little deeper. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I see you hanging out with, I don't know, all the amazing people, like Dermot, and all the other amazing people at all. And Marco will be there, and... um. I, I just God, it makes me so jealous, and it's hard. It makes me sad. I often, not always, but sometimes I get like kind of cra- crabby and grouchy when when that happens because I wish I could be there. And it's, I mean, in the end of the day, the reason I'm not going to go to ul if well, I don't know, but I don't suspect I'm going to Ool. And the reason I'm probably not going to, or we're not going to, is because of Declan. And you know what? That's a pretty darn fine reason not to go to a conference is because you have a five month old. I mean, that's awesome, and I'm not I'm not upset about that. But it still makes me sad, nevertheless.
0: Are you feel this is? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this because I, I don't want it. I don't mean it to sound like how it sounds on the face of it, but like, <laughs> are, are you finding yourself making lots of sacrifices in your lives right now? You and Erin, I assume you are, right? I assume there's lots of things that you don't do now that you did before.
1: Uh yes and no. Um, or that
0: you limit in some way.
1: Yeah, I mean everything is harder now, which. I knew conceptually would be the case, but you don't really understand until you're there. Um, We can't just go out and grab lunch on a Saturday. Well, we can, but it's a process now, and you have to consider things. You have to consider nap time. You have to consider the diaper bag status. Is it packed? Is it ready to go? Is it cold out? Is it raining out? Is it warm out? Is it too warm out? Uh, where are we going? How long will we be there? Is it somewhere that we can remove ourselves from everyone else, like a seat yourself sort of place, or is it a sit-down waiter and waitress sort of thing? So if something if something bad happens with Declan, one of us is just going to have to go to the car, and the other one's going to have to sit there awkwardly by themselves, Again, I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining because this is an unbelievably wonderful thing and we are so unbelievably lucky to to have to worry about these things. But it's tough. Another great example is there's a, a couple of concerts I want to go to this summer and I am going to one. I'm going to see Mute Math, actually, as it turns out. That's kind mm-hmm. of follow-up from last episode. But I'm not entirely sure logistically how we're going to make that work. And I bought two tickets for Aaron and I. But... It may end up that I either go alone or I find a friend to go with and she stays home with Declan, partially because she's not the world's biggest mute math fan, but partially because it's just easier that way. So I don't know if I miss out on all that much in the grand scheme of things, but goodness, everything becomes so much more challenging when you have a kid.
0: So like um would you would you consider you know you you would only go to something like all oh, if you could go as a family
1: uh you know the thought has crossed my mind and i have not talked to aaron about it and because aaron is amazing she would probably say just do it then but you would have I don't to know.
0: feel it's you, my kind of thing is you have to weigh up whether you think something like that is fair and i guess if you you're planning on going to wwdc maybe that's the one and you kind of shouldn't take uh we say like take the mic Or take liberties and Mm -hmm. and go to you know go to all the conferences you want to go to like there would have to be i feel like some sort of exchange of like you know then erin could do this sure you know there has to be like some sort of exchange here maybe she could go on like a spa weekend or something (laughs) (laughs) well
1: you know and the thing of it is is that it's less about time away and making her quote-unquote deal with declan it's more about I would feel like such a piece of crap if I was going to Ireland, which is because that's where it is, right? I'm not crazy. Am I? It is in Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I just had this like horrible feeling of, Oh my God, I totally got that wrong. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Anyway. So, I, so the thing of it is, is that I, I've, I i do not mind if I go to WWDC partially because it's in the United States, partially because it's San Francisco. It's in the middle of like an unremarkable part of the city. Um, but in partially because Aaron will probably go for at least a day or two, but to go overseas to Ireland, which is a place that Aaron and I have both really wanted to visit and to do that alone. Yeah, that's, that's not just, fair. It's not fair. And yeah. it's almost cruel. Even if she looked me in the eye and said, look, I understand what you're, wh- I, the, I understand how much you want to go and it will make me sad if you miss out because this is something Aaron has said and probably will say to me. Uh, it will make me sad, Casey, if you miss out on account of Declan and I, why don't you just go? I think I would still not do it because I would feel so guilty. Not because of her, because of me. I would feel so guilty about it. And so I don't, if if they're not going, I don't think I'm going. And And the problem with leaving Declan behind is at that point, he'll be five months and God willing, he'll still be breastfeeding. And we're not talking like a day's trip or something like that. We're talking a multi-day affair and banking up that much breast milk is challenging. And then on top of that, in order to keep Aaron Aaron's milk coming, she would need to get rid of the milk that's coming in as she's in Ireland. And that becomes a whole different challenge. And so, like I said, it's not that any of this is bad. It's just everything is more difficult and more challenging and more of a process once you have a kid.
0: Yeah, it is a long journey. I think most of the people that I know that come from the States, they actually break it up. So, like, I think Jason's coming to London, then he's going to Scotland, then he's going to Ireland. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. So, I, so I, I I, appreciate that, because, like, it's not just the, the long-haul flight. It's then, once you arrive there, you then have to take, like, the same amount of time to then get to the place.
1: Right. Well, that's um, the problem. I mean, if yeah. it was just in Dublin, for the sake of argument, I probably would be having all of us go. But because it's—well, that's a bit bold, actually— But there's a higher likelihood. But knowing full well that not only do we have to survive this six or seven hour plane ride, but on top of that, we're either going to have to change planes or get on this humongously long train ride. I just I don't know if I can do it. Even if Aaron and Declan could, I don't know if I could, because I think that um, I think that it'll be too much for all three of us. Now, with that said, if Declan wasn't here. Well, Aaron would be working, which would cause a whole other set of issues. But so, hypothetically, Aaron's still pregnant and she's not due for another three or four months. Oh, we would absolutely be there without question.
0: So once again, we have actually not addressed what uh, I had planned. We're never going to get to the <laughs> topics that are in this document. We're just never going to get to them. But no, uh, probably not. I think for today, that's kind of kind of it. I, one, like the one last thing is like we are saying about if you are considering the trip to all, like. This is not an ad for them. But if you are considering it, like, yeah, it is a long trip. But I think the benefit of the location outweighs the travel that you have to make. Uh, like, if you look on the mm-hmm. site and you go through to the Europe Hotel and you look at the location of the, the, where it's going to be, oh, mama, it looks. <laughs> let me tell you, like, that place just looks fantastic. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it wasn't cheap wasn't cheap for me. It's the thing, do you know what? I think I probably for the like accommodation and the and the, the trip and like cuz obviously you have to buy a conference ticket which I don't need to buy for for WWDC. I think it'll end up being more expensive for me to go to all. Mm. And that's because it's in euros, not dollars.
1: Oh, interesting. So okay. I don't
0: get I don't get as much on the conversion?
1: Huh, that's funky. But I mean, it makes sense. That's just kind of surprising. It's
0: closer to to pound-to-pound where it's like 1.5 in dollars, you know? Right, right. Hmm. But anyway, um, there'll be a link in the show notes if you are interested in finding out more, and they will be at relay.fm slash analog slash 24. If you want to find us online, you can follow Casey Liss on Twitter. He is at C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey Liss and he is one of the co-hosts at the fantastic ATP.fm Upgrady winning (laughs) atp.fm <laughs> i don't know why you don't announce that at the start of every show it, it baffles me really really baffles me it's a prestigious honor yeah you, it is you're the only podcast that has ever won that award in your category <laughs> think about that huh
1: in 2014 I, in, in episode 35 or whatever it was look if you uh, want to
0: get pedantic with it that's fine but i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm merely stating the facts here i see and I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I am the host of many shows over at Relay.fm. Thank you so much to listening. Thank you so much to listening. That's, that's <laughs> how I'm wrapping this show up. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Analog. Thanks to Linda for helping support the show, and we'll be back next time. Say goodbye, Casey Liss.
1: I'll see you, Mike Hurley.